guys, and welcome back to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. Yay. So I am super excited, Grace, because today Grace gets to school me on some EMDR therapy. I know that I preach about therapy, and this is a realm of which I need a lot of education on. But first, I have not talked to this bitch. You know, we talked yesterday, but before that, it had been way too long because so, she was where? Where were you? I went out to Vail, Colorado for a sister trip with um, my older sister. Shout out Meg. But yeah, Kaylee and I talk every day, multiple times a day. So when <laughs> we're traveling or there's something big going on, it's super weird to yeah, have distance. It feels like I'm in a long distance relationship. It's hard. I really want to do like my 6 a.m. phone calls when she's out of town and I have to like put down the phone. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how was Colorado? How Colorado did it go? was amazing. You know, there's something about being in the mountains. Uh, we did some fly fishing. So we were <sighs> in the water. I, I and... saw those two pictures. I was yeah. like, oh my God. You I know, we didn't do catch, we didn't catch a single was fucking it boring? fish. Yes. No, but yeah, <laughs> if so your fun. intention was to like catch something not cool, but I, I think the mountains was something that we have in common. It's like a safe space to just decompress and be at peace with nature. And that's exactly what it was, but Vail is oh. hella expensive. So is that the first time you've been to Vail? I wanted to do something bougie. I like bougie knew what I was signing bougie. up. To, yeah. But <laughs> fuck it was expensive <laughs> that sounds so fun I'm so glad you had fun with Meg okay so let's dive in definitely let's do a brief like educational session on what is EMDR therapy I know it's pretty sad now but EMDR therapy is actually stands for deep breath you guys it's a tongue full eye movement desensitization and reprocessing so it's a structured form of therapy that encourage you to briefly focus on, I'm going to use trauma. They say like a sensitive time moment, but your trauma or memory while simultaneously experiencing bilateral stimulation. That just means that your eye movement during this form of therapy is shifting from left to right. So it's stimulating both sides of the brain. So this has been associated with reduction in vividness and emotion associated with traumatic memories. So that's where the desensitization comes in. It's actually supposed to encourage your emotion and body response to lessen and allow then your brain's natural healing process to kick back in because our brains actually have a natural way to recover from trauma and it involves a lot of communication between different parts of the brain. But that this is basically supposed to remove the negative emotions associated with that trauma while your brain processes it. So EMDRIA, which is just the International Association for this type of therapy, they spell it out so much so that the stress response that we have that's associated or connected with a traumatic experience that's just a part of like our natural fight, flight, or freeze instincts, right? So when we experience distress from a disturbing event or trauma, this could be like upsetting images, thoughts, and emotions you may have around that. It's super overwhelming feeling to feel like you're stuck in that fight, flight, or freeze moment. 
And so EMDR therapy helps the brain process these memories and allows normal healing to resume. So like you still remember your trauma. It's not like we're doing hypnosis and the trauma doesn't exist. It just means that those emotions that your body has attached to that trauma are removed. So let me talk about the history a little bit, right? Okay. So there's a fancy lady doctor, okay? Mm-hmm. Her name is uh, Francine Shapiro. Go Francine. She created EMDR back in the 80s. And I had actually heard from my therapist who introduced EMDR to me that all the clinical hours and studies they did on it, majority were done on veterans from the Vietnam War as a way to help them kind of assimilate back into regular civilian society. Totally. Because EMDR is designed for PTSD and for big, bigger traumas. Like I understand. Okay. So you said like your brain has a natural way of kind of breaking down the trauma, correct? Okay. So you're. So let me say like this, when you think about a trauma in your life, my natural freeze fight or flight response is flight. I repress the emotions associated with that thought because I don't want to deal with it. This EMDR is taking away the emotions that I'm repressing, therefore removing my freeze fight or flight response and allowing me to actually think of the memory so my brain can process it. The problem is we typically want to block out the processing because the experience is so painful But if we're not feeling overly sensitive around the memory or the moment, it allows the brain the time to actually begin the processing work. So how, like, if I was, okay, walk me through a session. Okay. So a session would typically look like, this is my experience. I know there's a standard protocol. There are specialized licensed professionals who do this, but I'm just speaking from my lens. I don't know if others have done it differently. Mm -hmm. So I start with my therapist and first we create a safe space. So this is any kind of thought feeling that brings you peace. For me, the water is a really safe space for me. So I imagine myself kind of on the beach near the water, isolated. I called it the cave. I don't know why. I don't Mm -hmm. like caves. Caves are scary, but this was my safe space. So then we'll start by acknowledging a traumatic experience in my life. Um, For me, I started going to EMDR therapy after a really toxic relationship. And there was a specific conversation that I had had with my then ex-partner that was incredibly traumatic for me. And so I brought that conversation up, okay? So I'm sitting on a couch. She has me take my hands, put them out in front of me, cross my thumbs, holding them together. So I'm kind of making like a butterfly. Would you say this Mm -hmm. is like a butterfly? Yeah. Okay. I place my hands on my chest and I'm going to start tapping against my chest. She brings two fingers up. So I'm staring directly at her fingers and she's going to start moving them from left to right, varying speeds, depending on what part of the process that she's in. So I'm trying to tap to her speed of movement of her fingers. She starts asking me questions about the, the traumatic experience. So for me, it was thinking about the conversation. And at the end of going through these series of questions, she's going to ask me on a scale of one to 10, how painful or upsetting was this experience? And typically the first round, it's like, that's a 10. Thinking about this is incredibly painful. But I also forgot to mention that before we start, you create a I am sentence. 
for me, a lot of the things that I had experienced trauma around in this specific situation was like worthiness and feeling valued and respected. So my I am sentence was, I am worthy, I am valued, and I am deserving of your respect. And so she would then ask me, how true on a scale of one to 10 is this sentence? And typically your first round through, you're like, one, it's not true. I feel so (laughs) shit. I'm low. I'm crying to myself. Yeah. And then after that question, she would take a pause and say, now let your brain kind of float, right? Think about whatever it wants to think about. And that's when colors can come up, emotions can come up, random flashes of memories can kind of come up just because your brain is so active. You do a few rounds of that until you reach a place of the, is this memory upsetting to you one to 10 being low? And is the sentence, I am valued, I am worthy, I am worthy of your respect, like a 10. And each round is a little different because they'll ask you to recreate the memory. So it's like, imagine you're in that traumatic moment, but you were able to do X, Y, and Z. Imagine, like process that and think about how that scenario would go in your head. So that's kind of a general basic storyline of how a session could go. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. I am just like moved because I just picture myself like dealing with the trauma. I am seeing a new talk therapist and I just, you know, the one thing I want to work on is really grieving my mom's loss. And so I know if I did go into a session, it would be about the moment or the day of finding that out. And so I was kind of putting myself into that chair when you were describing this. And I literally wanted to cry, which is weird because that's another thing I'm talking to my therapist about is why I don't cry. And I just, it's, it's crazy. So would you say that it's, like, I don't get it. Like, how is that, how is the number two in our brains or our eyes moving towards like her fingers, like working? Like, how does that work? So the doctor who discovered EMDR therapy, Francine Shapiro, she discovered through research that there is a connection between eye movement and the persistent upsetting memories. There's just a connection in the body. So it's not necessarily the number two, it's having the focal point and making sure it goes from left to right. And at certain speeds, depending on how you're feeling and the level of like triggered you are and, and the speed will help. It's like triggering the brain to process. So this is why working with a trained physician is incredibly important because they understand how the movement and the speed and everything is connected with while you're processing. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of wild. It's, it's it's fucking cool. It's wild to think of how the body, you know, is so interconnected. And I think what was cool for me was that I like the idea of allowing my body the freedom to process things as it's designed to and as it should but removing my roadblocks basically so that it's allowed to do that so desensitizing myself to be able to heal was really important for me 
when I started EMDR therapy, I didn't know the universe had my back, to be honest, Mm -hmm. because like you, Kaylee, I did talk therapy since I was like 13 years old. My, I've always struggled with anxiety. One time I turned myself blue because of stress. I was in ninth grade biology and my whole body turned blue. They called me the Smurf. I had to go to the nurse. I went to Texas children's. They said my nerves were having a post-traumatic stress reaction from a vehicle accident that I had been in. You guys, stress is one, it's like a silent killer, right? And and two, it it can do things to your body that feels and looks like magic. Mm-hmm. You, it's crazy. So I, you know, was in this position where I was in a situationship or whatever relationship with someone who the most basic term. So we don't have to go Jerry Springer on anyone's ass was just like a liar. Okay. And I was in a position where I had to see this person after everything had ended. I learned he was in a relationship that was the situation was wild, but he was in a relationship with someone else and they got married and I had to be around him and his wife often. And when you're in an abusive relationship that's lying and manipulation and all those things, your body naturally holds on to that. We, I mentioned that I think in our first podcast. So I knew that if I was going to be around this person and I had to maintain composure, I had to try and find a way to find peace with it. So I got online and I Googled therapist available now near me. And I found a woman and she had an appointment like the next day at nine o'clock. So I was like, cool. I didn't know her experience. I did not know that she specialized in EMDR. I walked in, sat down and she was like, Hey, do you know like what kind of therapy I do? I was like, no, tell me. She's like, we're going to do EMDR. She explained a little bit at this point. I was like, dude, I don't care. I just need to like cry, you know, like I need to get it out. So it was incredibly uncomfortable and it was really awkward, but what I really enjoyed is I felt safe because this person didn't know my life story. They didn't know intimate details about me, but they saw me in this exact moment and we began to process it. I also really like EMDR because it's not a forever thing. So I think of talk therapy as your general wellness doctor for your mental health. It's something that I, I personally think everyone should have and practice because it's the day-to-day anxiety, life stresses, moments that you really need support with. If you're someone that struggles with anxiety and depression, like I do, and I know like you do, Mm -hmm. I think of EMDR and that specific therapist is like your surgeon and they're going in to remove a specific issue. You have to call them from time to time when things go wrong, but they're not meant to be in your life forever. Yeah. yeah. That's freaking cool to know. Like you have those tools in your back pocket. Like they kind of deal with your big traumas and then, so would you go to talk therapy and 
EMDR maybe at the same time? Yeah, I think I think you can. I think it's like there's never too much of a good thing, in my opinion. Okay. I th- for your EMDR therapist, there is some some talk therapy that goes into it. I think at certain points, like discussing me feeling worthy and valued in this like toxic relationship, obviously it's a therapist's natural inclination to say like, so let's talk about your daddy issues, you know, like what's going on? No, I know <laughs> the therapist I saw last week was like, how was your childhood? And I was like, what? it's the first, you know, it's the first session. And I don't want to tell you that yet. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. 100%. It's like, oh, God, we're starting off strong. Um, So back when I was yeah. six years old and I wore a pink top. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I think that you could you could continue your relationship with your talk therapist and then use EMDR as a tool to tackle a huge trauma in your life. So like your mom's loss would be a great example of something I think you would bend your talk therapist and that relationship would only benefit the conversation would benefit from helping to desensitize this trauma to allow you to talk about it more freely and really process it. I want to freaking do it. So do you get like a relief the first session or does it take, I know like when my therapist was trying to talk me into doing it, she said, you have to be consistent and you have to go every week for however many weeks they prescribe to you. Do you, did you feel like the first session gave you any relief or was it after several weeks that you felt like you could deal with it better? That's a great question. So your therapist is spot on on they'll prescribe you a certain amount of weeks based off of your experience and they can change it. You know, if you're going through the motions, they say, Hey, let's do eight sessions. You hit eight. Maybe you're not at where you want to be. Maybe it's extended. Mm-hmm. There's 60 minute to 90 minute sessions. And I would say at the end of the first session, I did feel better. It wasn't huge, yeah, but I did feel like some type of relief um, because I left the first session saying that my trauma the, the level of discomfort it provided me was like a three. And when she asked me, how true is the statement? I am valued. I am worthy of respect. I said it was like an eight. Mm-hmm. So through that transition session, I did feel better. I would say it took four sessions for me to really feel like I was making improvements. So in my trauma, my situation where I had to be around someone that really negatively affected me, I was able to withstand being in the same room after about four weeks. And I did go, I think like nine weeks total. After nine weeks, I was able to have a fake as fuck conversation with this person without doing what I was doing when I started, which was I would have an actual panic attack, a body response, seeing this person would make me sweat. I would start shaking. I turned bloodshot red. I just could not control the body response I had. I was so triggered by my trauma. And this therapy allowed me to remain calm, cool, and composure. I was desensitized. It didn't change 
it didn't change that I hadn't worked through it and that there was conversations that needed to be had and, and forgiveness that needed to be experienced, but it allowed me to kind of like reclaim my power over my story and my truth, which was cool. Dude, I want to do it now. So should do it. I think a lot of questions around it is like, who is this for? And yeah. it's, it's for you. It's for everyone. Everyone it's, has trauma. So everyone agreed. And I think yeah. that a common misconception is that we're guilty of that comparison where like, well, I didn't have it that bad. So-and-so had it worse than me or totally. that experience wasn't that bad, but that just steals your, your body's grief right to grieve and respect for your body and it doesn't matter you know if you feel like you had it worse or better than someone else like it's the same you know trauma is trauma no matter how big or small like don't ever like doubt yourself in feeling the way you feel like you feel those feelings for a reason and you have a right to take charge of your mind and your body and spirit and you have a right to be happy and like fuck anyone who says like because I've gotten it before you didn't have it that bad like you have no idea how this made me feel a million percent and honestly oftentimes we don't even know how deeply we feel something because of the freeze flight or fight response okay so if I was well I am like someone interested in like dealing with my traumas and finding someone who specializes in in EMDR therapy, where would I go to find this? That's a great question. There's actually, I mentioned earlier in the episode, there's an EMDRIA, so EMDR International Association. It's EMDRIA.org and they have lists of registered EMDR therapists. You can search by location, type in your zip code X miles away. I think if you're interested in unpacking something like a specific trauma or moment in life that when you think about it, it feels incredibly overwhelming to you. EMDR is an amazing place to start. I could not I wouldn't be in the place I am today without going through that experience. I think about it like at that point in my life, I was an incredibly broken person and I was allowing things and situations that healed grace would never fuck with Mm -hmm. using EMDR to process through that saved me so much time it allowed me to cope with something that truly wasn't worthy of in my specific trauma situation it wasn't worthy of me living in or feeling stuck in And going through it allowed me to have really honest conversations with myself. It processed my emotions around feeling worthy and valued and respecting myself and changed the game on my journey to self-love. 
EMDR therapy, you guys set me up to be able to go through that journey to processing so I could continue talk therapy, meditation and yoga and yeah, work through it. It got you to a level where you could be your true self. You and I are a very much, if it's not like we get nervous to take things, we, we flight, we flight a lot. Taking things head on is very intimidating to us. Um, me and you have created such a safe space within each other that like our confrontations are nothing, but with people whom we, what would you say, don't, aren't close with or have you know, a surface rock, relationship with yeah it could rock the boat major we don't want to talk about it and we have to call each other and make sure that we are you know doing what's best for us like I don't want to do this I don't want to have this conversation and you know the other person's like but you need to you know it's good for us and maybe that's kind of like what yeah EMDR is is like it takes it head on without being so confrontational. Yes, it does. Without being confrontational with yourself. Yeah. I think it's important to recognize with EMDR, you know, you're not forgetting the trauma ever happened because it's important to all of our growth to live with life and and not regret the things that happened, but try and find purpose for them and value in them it's very freeing to be in a conversation about something that's incredibly challenging for you but feel like you have the strength to as you said be your most authentic self and show up for yourself it's a very empowering place to sit from I would say make sure you're in a super safe space and after your therapy, if there are things that come up that you don't remember that you have a safe support system, because I think that's what makes me most nervous. You know, there's a reason why I haven't done it. And I probably haven't let myself explore that, but I'm really scared just sitting here of uh, things coming up that I've put, you know, that I don't remember. I had that whole year of my mom's death. I don't remember. And even with other traumas that I want to work through. Yeah. I'm just, I'm scared. Like, I don't, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to remember them, but I know I should. There's definitely people that experience insane kind of body reactions from EMDR, putting yourself in that memory or in that moment. So spot on Johnny with the call of being in a safe space, trusting your therapist, having a like mutual respect rapport with them. It's really important for your therapist to create this safe space, mindless the cave, as I described mm -hmm. near the ocean, so that if things ever got too intense in your session, that that was your body's trained place to know to go. Like I have yeah. an escape to focus on yeah. because yeah, it, it can be Going a lot. Home, make sure you're with like, I don't know. It can get intense. Just, I don't know. Just make sure you're with family and all that good stuff, but there's specialists who will give you everything. And 
Yeah. Don't plan a party after your first EMDR session. Like you want to go home with like a box of bonbons or Mm -hmm. what's a more health alternative uh, snack, not bonbons. A walk. Go on a walk. Yeah. You want to go on a walk and cry, (laughs) throw your sunglasses on, some headphones and just like be in your space. Uh, Okay. Thank you so much, Grace. I, I mean, you've already got me wanting to do it now. Although I did admit I'm kind of scared thinking about like old Kaylee and Grace and like the ones that went through these traumas. It's like, yeah, like you said, I just want to hug them. Same. So bad. Like we were ill-equipped and that's why I'm really excited to continue sharing these topics on our podcast because I'm wishing that I had this information sooner to use Mm -hmm as a tool in my toolbox when I was going through some really hard things, but we didn't know. No, I can't tell you the amount of times I Googled, like when I was going through before my mother passed going through a bad breakup, I would sit there and Google about having or wanting to read experiences of other women going through the same thing I was going through. And that is why I am here wanting to be that person for them because it was such a lonely place and I could not find one fucking article on the internet okay Okay, but thank you for hanging out with us thank you for listening along thank you for being a part of our family we love you so much and we will see you next Tuesday Bye. bye